Welcome to episode 53 of the Daniel Yoris Podcast, how I am approaching fat loss in 2022. Let's go. Hello, thank you for listening. I appreciate you being here. As always, one thing that I want to say right off the top is that I know I said I or my in the, in the title of this episode, but this is not all about me. Nobody wants to just listen to what I'm doing for the sake of what I'm doing. That is completely irrelevant and useless to everybody. Um, so just want to make a point that I'm using my own experiences, what I'm doing with myself currently to draw attention and to teach lessons and to help you think about ways to do things for yourself. So while I'll be using myself and as an example, uh, this is not just about me because that's completely irrelevant. So this episode is about my approach to fat loss this year in 2022. If you've listened to past episodes, follow me on Instagram and all that stuff, you'll know that I just completed um, a quite a big bulk where I gained a whole bunch of weight and now I'm losing it uh, in an effort to get back to the lean body that uh, I am used to being in, as well as to demonstrate how I do that to help you. So if you haven't already, uh, I would encourage you pause this episode, go back, listen to episode 49, where I kind of outlined how I did my, my huge bulk and why I did things the way I did it and how I did it. And that will make uh, everything that we talk about here make a lot more sense. So in that episode, somewhere near the end, I believe I touched on the fact that I would be uh, doing a podcast about fat loss. And so here we are. And so, you know, the point was gain a whole bunch of weight, gain a whole bunch of muscle, get big and strong, and then lose all the weight and take you along the journey. So now I wanted to just make that episode. It's it's time. It's probably a little bit overdue, but it's time uh, to, to make this episode about what I'm going to be doing. Now, one thing that is also extremely important to say off the top, and I'll probably reference this throughout the episode, is that this is what I'm doing. It's not the only way. It's not the best way for everyone. Um, there are many ways to get things done. So I don't want anybody to say, oh, well, you did this. So you did it. You have to, you said it that way. So you must always do it that way. No, what I do for myself is different than what I do for my clients. Some clients, I advise people to do the exact opposite of the things that I do because there are many ways to get at the same goal if fat loss is what we're talking about and, and anything else. So just, you know, take everything that I say with a grain of salt. The, the point of what I'm trying to do is, but by, by doing this episode, is not for you to copy what I'm doing. It's to give insight into what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, my thought process, my decision-making process, and to help you make better decisions and think about what's going on with you and how to apply uh, some of these things to your own life and your own circumstances. So I'm going to go through what I'm doing and I'll kind of give uh, like, you know, alternatives or what I might do in a different scenario as I go through it. So at the time of this recording, I'm about three weeks in uh, just shy or just over whatever, three weeks in to, to my, to my cut, uh, I am down about nine, nine pounds or so. And that happened very quickly. I'm going to, you know, come back to that in, in a bit, but that's where we are right now. Um, and I expect this to take another couple of months to get where I want to be. Um, I also said in the, in the previous podcast that I was going to try and get like, um, a DEXA scan or something to be a little bit more official than just using like scale weight or other measurements that I have like available to me at home. But, um, things closed here in Ontario, uh, once again, and I wasn't able to get that done. So like as things open, I'm still going to try and get it done, but it won't be like right off the beginning. So, you know, whatever, it'll still be interesting data for myself to have for myself. Um, but you know, just, I don't, I don't have that data to, to 
to go off of right now. So that's fine. So I'm going to speak about this from two separate angles and then give, uh, you know, some kind of just closing thoughts and closing notes and tie it all together at the end. Um, basically the two separate parts are diet or nutrition and then training. And we'll go into the diet stuff first because that's having the largest impact for fat loss. And it's probably what most people are interested to hear about. What's the diet to lose weight? What's the diet? The short version is there's no secret and I'm eating less. That's, that's it. But let's get into like how, how I'm doing this personally. You know that I've said this before. I find speaking about diet and nutrition kind of boring and, and it's almost like least less technical, but uh, equally, if not more important than, than everything else. So nutrition. Uh, I'm taking a sort of a three-phased approach to my nutrition. So each phase of it is going to last. There'll be different times and there'll be reasons as to why I'm taking it in a phased approach. Now, I'm going to take... Let me say it this way. At the beginning, right now, I'm taking a very aggressive approach. I'm taking aggressive action. I'm eating a relatively low amount of food um, to make things happen quickly. Now, the reason that I'm doing this... One, it's a little bit of a self-experiment. I've never uh, been this aggressive with it, with a diet to, to date. Um, two, I don't want this to drag on. I don't want to diet for forever. I don't want to be in a caloric deficit for a very long time. So if I do it aggressively, I can spend less time doing it. Uh, and three, and this is perhaps the most important, I know that I can do this. I, things in my life are not going to get in the way um, and there's not going to be any mishaps and any like, oh, well, I, I dieted well this week and then I, you know, mess it all up on the weekend and I'll start again on Monday and then mess it up by Thursday and then have two good weeks and two bad weeks. No, that's not going to happen. And I know that that's not going to happen because of just like events in my life that are upcoming. Uh, so that's that. Now, this is going to also last only six to eight weeks and it will depend on the rate of loss as to whether it goes to that eight weeks or cut it off at six weeks. So it's another important aspect that it's going to have a cutoff time. I'm not planning on dieting aggressively for the next six months. That would be stupid. Uh, but because I'm going to do it for a short amount of time, I know that I can stick to it for that short amount of time. And it's not daunting to me that this is just how I have to eat for forever. So what I'm doing when I say that I'm being aggressive and eating less is the following. I am eating still a high amount of protein. So I'm, I'm not counting any calories. I'm not weighing any food. I'm not doing any of that stuff. Uh, I'm eating all whole foods, real foods, you know, meat, vegetables, every meal, uh, carbohydrates um, as well, more starchy stuff later in the day and, and fruits kind of throughout the day type of thing. And the reason for that is because I'm eating so little. So I want it's not that I'm eating low carb. I'm just eating low everything. So I want to have my carbs later in the day. It helps me sleep better. Uh, and I just feel better doing that and it works for me. So that's why I'm doing that. Now, uh, the expectation here is that um, I'm going to drop. So I've dropped already about 10-ish pounds. And I, I don't really want to go into the whole like scale thing in this episode. The scale is not the most important thing. Don't hold any emotional value in it. Blah, blah, blah. It's just data and a way to like measure things so I can speak about it. Um, and it's down already about almost 10 pounds, like nine and a half pounds from the peak. And I expect maybe another six to eight more, which will average somewhere, somewhere in the range of uh, two pounds, two plus pounds per week. Now that that's kind of fast. It's not like super crazy. Um, but that's, that's what I'm expecting. Now, the other thing that I'm doing, keeping the protein high, I kind of went off track there. 
keeping the protein high uh, up and around 170 grams per day, which is right in and around what's well, around my body weight now. Um, carbohydrates and fats, I'm not counting, but keeping them both low. And so I'm aiming for something in the range of about 1400 calories, which is quite a big, uh, quite a big deficit for myself, uh, for someone of, of my, of my size and, and, you know, body composition, athletic ability, whatever. Uh, it's a big deficit. So what that means is that I'm hungry all the time and that's okay. Again, it's part of it. I know this is happening. It's not like an accident. It's not, uh, you know, happening without my control. It's happening within my control and all that stuff. So what I recommend that most people do this. No, I've talked about it many, many times in the podcast. I don't think that the all or nothing approach is the best approach in most cases. However, there are certain people, certain times uh, where it is useful. And I'm going to kind of, I'll get into that a little bit more at the end. Um, But things to keep in mind here is that I don't want this to last very long. And I am very much in control of what's happening. There is an end date to this. So this aggressive approach is not meant to last for forever. It's just meant to speed things up because I can do it and control that. Another thing to to mention is that yes, it's been three weeks and I've dropped about nine and a half pounds. Why is it? Why is that happening? Like that's really fast. That's a lot of that's a lot of weight lost really quickly. And and it was almost like seven and a half pounds more. It's probably like eight pounds in the first two weeks. So this third week has already leveled off. It, it dropped the weight dropped so quickly because I went from eating everything to eating very little. So my body got rid of a lot of water, probably got rid of a lot of uh, sugar, glycogen storage in my body because I wasn't eating nearly as much. And I also uh, took a break from taking creatine, which is not necessary. You don't have to do it. I just felt like I wanted to do it uh, because I like to take breaks of things. Uh, so, so I took a break of creatine, which also holds on to more water in your body. And so that helped with, with the expulsion of that. So that's why the scale number dropped so fast. It doesn't mean that I dropped nine and a half pounds of fat in a, three weeks. I doubt that it was, it was probably, it, it may have been close. It may be close to that. Um, but, but it's not all just body fat. So that's that. So that first phase is going to be this aggressive approach, six to eight weeks or so I'll gauge where I'm at after six weeks, see if I can push it to eight weeks and then enter phase two. The second phase is going to be eating at maintenance, which is not dieting. I'm going to eat normally. I'm going to allow myself to not be hungry. I'm going to eat like what I would consider to be a normal amount of food for myself on days where I feel less hungry, I'm not going to force myself to eat more because I am still kind of dieting. So if I'm going to be in a very small deficit, then that would be okay too. On days where I feel like I want to eat more, I will eat more, but not not more to the point of being in a surplus. And it will probably end up that days where I work out, I'll eat more because naturally I'll just be hungrier. And days where I don't train, I will eat less. And so I may be in a slight deficit on days where I don't train and at maintenance level, on days where I do train. And now the reason for this is, is the following one. It allows me to take a a mental break from, from the aggressive dieting, which I just previously spoke about. It will allow also for some solid training and recovery during this time, because when you're not eating as much, you can't train super hard and be able to recover from it. It just doesn't work like that, unfortunately. So this will give me uh, a good break to get back to training hard uh, a psychological break from the diet, allow my body to readjust slightly to that, this change in, in body weight, um, and, and for things to kind of regulate once again, I'll, I'll probably start using creatine again at this point. This phase will also last for about four weeks. 
um, and, and maybe even only three weeks, but probably four weeks, I would expect in this period to lose probably three to four pounds because I'm going to likely be at, at a very small deficit. So it'll be manageable for me. So the point of this is just to ease the transition. Now, I'm going to refer to this again at the end, but no, I'm not going to do any type of like reverse diet up to maintenance. That's silly and, and unnecessary at this point. You can just go from a huge deficit to being in maintenance. You're not going to gain weight because you're still not at a surplus. That's that's what happens when you're at a surplus. You gain weight. When you're at maintenance, you don't gain weight. So no need to reverse diet. And maybe I'll talk about that a little bit more towards the end. So four weeks at a kind of maintenance level, eating normal foods. And, and maybe I should have mentioned this off the top and I kind of did, but there's no secrets. There's no secret recipes here. There's no secret foods. There's no nothing. It's just normal food. There's meat and fish. There's type different types of vegetables. There are less processed carbohydrate sources, rice, potatoes, uh, some types of pasta, things of that sort, and everything within moderation, eating to the point of being satisfied but not being stuffed. Um, and when I'm in the aggressive phase, I'll be you know leaving myself a little bit more hungry. Now, not to the point of starving. I'm not starving. I just feel a little bit hungry most of the time. And, you know, that's that's a normal thing when I'm trying to lose weight. You're trying to eat less. You know, you got to be a little bit, you're going to be a little bit hungry. It's normal, not something to panic, not an emergency. So having diet breaks, I guess you could call it as this little maintenance phase is not a bad thing. But again, if you're trying to diet, like having a diet break is not helping, is not really helping you diet. So Again, have an endpoint, have a plan. Don't just go on a diet break. If you need to take that break for other reasons, then that's fine. Then do that and then get back to it when you're when you're good and ready. So once I've allowed my body to, to adjust and got some good solid training in in that four weeks of maintenance, then I'll enter the third and final phase of this cut, if you will. And that will be back to aggressive action for another six to eight weeks. And I anticipate at the end of that six to eight weeks, the, the, the third phase, uh, that I will be at my sort of end goal for this part of part of the thing, and if I'm not, then I will repeat the, the uh, a short maintenance phase again, and then do another small cut. But I should be I should be pretty much where I want to be at that at that time. Now, that will also the, the sorry the level of aggression may increase at this point if I feel like I still have a little bit of a longer way to go and if I feel motivated and good enough to continue pushing even harder. So as you get closer to your goal, it gets harder to reach that goal. So you can't keep doing easier things to reach that goal. You've got to do harder things to reach that goal. Same with training, same with gaining weight, same with anything in life. Like it doesn't get easier as you get closer to the end, it gets harder. So if I need to uh, I will drop calories even more, but probably not because I don't have that much room to like, reasonably drop them that much. Um, and I'll have some more training things that I'll talk about in a second. At this point, I may also actually track my calories, as in like weighing food and tracking everything through through a you know food tracker app, um, if I need to. But I don't anticipate needing to, only because I've done that in the past enough times where I have a pretty good gauge of the amount of calories and the amount of macronutrients and whatever in my food. And I can eyeball it like close enough, but because I'm trying to get down to the nitty gritty, um, I may not be able to eyeball it accurate enough for that. So I may need to, to track things at that time. Now I've talked about tracking food. I think it's a valuable exercise for everyone to do at least 
one point in your life just to understand what they are. I don't think it's a good way to live. It's it's extremely cumbersome, labor intensive, and quite frankly, annoying to have to weigh your food and track it in an app and measure things. And it, it's it's just too much. Some people love it and strive on doing that. And you know, by all means, if that's your thing, then go then like go ahead and do that. Uh, but for me, it's it's just it's not the thing. So the end goal of of all this, and this is an important thing because a common mistake with diets is that we don't think about the diet after the diet. Almost everyone knows someone, and it might even be yourself, who has gone on a diet, followed some nutrition program, followed some something, only to have extreme success and then gain it all back later because there was no plan for after the diet. So the plan after the diet is to just eat at maintenance and sit there and stay there. Eat at maintenance, go back to my like normal eating and training um, and stay at that. Now, what that means is the amount of food that I'm eating. The foods are not going to change. I'll be eating more, which is nice, eating more than the aggressive part, which is nice. Um, I would like to sit around somewhere in and around, let's say like 12-ish percent body fat, um, but that's just like a look in my head and like a health marker, not something that I'm going to be like measuring and all like crazy about. I don't care what the actual number is. It's just like I know what I look like when I'm at that level of leanness and that's what I want to get to. So the point is this. Have an idea of what the end is and then have a plan for the diet after the diet. So those are the important things. So these three phases, that's how it's going to be for me. Aggression, go hard, be super disciplined, be on point, get a large amount of weight loss in a short in a short period of time. Sit at maintenance, have a sh- maybe a small amount of weight loss during that time, get some good solid training in, let the body adjust and heal. And then third, again, aggressive to the end and finish it off there, right? This way, it allows me to spend less time in the dieting phase. Being in a caloric deficit is not good for the body. It's essentially a controlled starvation. So we don't want to spend more time there than we necessarily have to. Now, that makes a really good argument for dieting aggressively. However, if you can't stick to the aggressive diet, then you keep going up and down, up and down, up and down, and you're not really getting anywhere. So you don't need you don't want to stay in a diet longer than you need to but that doesn't necessarily mean you always have to be aggressive you need to pick the the path that's going to work best for you and then when it's done it's done don't prolong it longer than it has to be it's not fun to eat less and be hungry and be, and be in a deficit and losing weight that's not fun nobody likes that so don't spend more time there than you absolutely need to now first i'm just going to get a drink of water here cuz i've been talking a lot And let's talk about uh, the training side of things. So first and foremost, um, I did an entire episode on how training isn't about burning calories and it's not about losing fat. I highly, highly encourage you to go listen to that one. It was episode four, an early episode, uh, but fat loss shouldn't necessarily be the goal of your training. Training is is about getting stronger and training your muscles. You can't really train your fat. So when we're in the gym, we should work on things that we can work on in the gym and then use diet to work on the fat loss part of things, right? So that's an important thing to to keep in mind. My workouts are not to lose fat. That's not the point of my workouts. The focus of my workouts is going to be building strength, building athletic performance, speed, power, endurance. Those are going to be the focus of my training. Now they need to be adjusted because I'm eating less, but their focus of them is not to lose fat in and of themselves. 
Now, training always goes in phases as we shouldn't just, you know, repeat the same workouts all the time. So again, follow along my Instagram, you know that I change up my training every four to five weeks or so. Um, and, and the focus, the, the exercises, the order, the, the system changes at that as your body starts to like make adaptations to it. Now, in general, there's going to be three kind of like overarching phases and then, you know, shorter ones between them. But the first one that I'm in right now is more energy systems training. So I'm using a, a, a workout system called escalating velocity, um, which uses slow movements and fast movements um, and, you know, moderate rep ranges, but w- with short rest times. So the point of this is because of all of the hypertrophy training that I was doing previously, it was the, the past or the end of it rather there was not any real energy systems work because I didn't care about that. It just didn't have anything to do with that point of the hypertrophy. So I didn't move very quickly. I didn't take short rests. I lifted heavy. I lifted for low-ish reps. Um, and that was that. Now, energy systems took a hit. Obviously, the first kind of workout that I did, it was fast and it was intense and it was still a hard workout, but I was gassed. I was like dizzy close to the close to the, the point of throwing up type of thing because I just hadn't worked it, it, at such a high work rate um, in, in some time. And so it's important to have that ability. Like I should be able to work at a high work rate with a high amount of output in over a short period of time. Uh, and so that's something that I need to train and something I need to get better at. So I've been doing that. I'll do another phase of this, not escalating velocity, but a different uh, system of this where uh, I'm focusing on training my energy systems to be able to kind of build up the engine, so to speak, uh, build up a little bit more endurance, build up a little bit more power and then mix of those two to, to have that metabolic adaptation for my energy systems training it has nothing to do with fat loss again. Now, how this relates to the, the, the diet at the time, which is in the more aggressive phase is that these workouts are shorter. They're not hour-long workouts or hour-and-a-half-long workouts with a lot of volume. They're relatively low volume, and they're shorter workouts. All in, including like warm-up and cool-down breathing kind of stuff, it's taking me, I'd say, 40 to 45 minutes. Um, and, and probably like the workout itself takes about 30 minutes, let's say 15 minutes for like setting up equipment and uh, setting up equipment, warming up, cooling down, cleaning up, let's say that. So it's about 30 minutes, right? Um, which makes it reasonable to recover from. If I was like pushing super hard in the gym and eating as little as I'm eating now, my body would feel beat up. I wouldn't be able to recover from it. I would be very likely to get injured in the gym. And that's just a recipe for for nothing. I'm making no progress at anything. And I'm just going to feel beat up and feel down all the time, which is bad for motivation and all that kind of stuff. Not good. So the way that my diet affects my workouts is that I need to adapt my workouts to my diet instead of training for fat loss. So the other thing with the, with this is that, uh, these energy systems have a relatively fast adaptation. Uh, it doesn't take a whole lot of time to like improve this. And I also, you know, it's not like my cardio and whatever was terrible. I had a good cardio base as a soccer player from, from, you know, whatever years ago, I had fantastic cardio. And obviously it's not as good as it was when I was playing because I don't play anymore. But, but I still have that underlying base and my cardio wasn't terrible. It was just worse than it usually is. So adaptations have happened pretty quickly. Now, the second phase, uh, this will be more of a pure strength phase and this will line up with while I'm in that maintenance period. So eating more food at a maintenance level means that I'll be able to recover and I can push harder and in the gym, which is fantastic. That's a lot of fun. (laughs) So strength is the backbone of everything. I'm looking to kind of get 
stronger at squat bench deadlift uh, pull-ups overhead press like all those big movements and that will be the focus of that type of training so i'll be able to push pretty hard obviously like within reason like no matter even if you're eating like a ton of food you can't just like, go super hard you have to be mindful of your training and recovery and all that stuff uh, but i'll be able to train pretty hard and focus on building strength once again nothing to do with fat loss Feel focus on building strength building muscle tissue building nervous system adaptations all these kind of things um, and the fat loss is going to come from the food side of things but but i'm able to train this pure strength because I will be eating enough to support that training. Now, in the third and kind of final phase of the training, we'll be back to the timing when I'm in a more of a, an aggressive deficit once again. And this phase, what I'm thinking in my head right now, and this may change, but, but likely not a whole lot, is it's going to be more technical strength work, more mobility work, um, and, and conditioning work. So what I mean by that is I can't be pushing to the max once again, right? Low calories need to drop the volume. So I need to work on the more technical aspects of whatever's going on with my strength stuff. So at that time, I'll have a decent assessment of like, where are the weak points in my squat? Where are the weak points in my deadlift, my bench press, like these kind of things. And I can take the time to be like super technical and not have to be pushing super hard in the gym, but working on the technical aspects of the fluidity of the movement, if you will, to make those gains. Now that's still still a big improvement in the gym and an important thing that's going to happen or the important thing that needs to happen. The same goes with my mobility. My mobility is decent. It can always be improved and it's probably the thing that I like neglect the most um, because it's, for me, it's like less fun, has like less tangible improvements, I guess, if you will. Um, but it's something that I, something I need to work on. And so I'll have the time to, to be able to work on that and the conditioning or, or sorry, the, the mobility will tie in with the technical aspects of, of my big lifts. So that's that the conditioning part of it. Um, it's not going to be, it, I, it may include some dedicated cardio and that will depend on like how much more I have to lose at that time. And by dedicated cardio, I mean like going for runs, uh, jumping on the rower or, or jumping on the bike or, you know, whatever stuff like that. Um, but we'll, we'll see by conditioning. I mean more like circuit type of training again, back on that kind of like energy systems style of training, a little bit more athletic style training. Now on the cardio, I'm not doing any cardio right now. Um, I walk every day, <laughs> you know, that go outside, um, say like eight to 12,000 steps, give, give or take, obviously on days where like it's super cold. Yes. I, st I still go outside, but I don't go for like a long walk when it's minus 20 outside. So, you know, be reasonable, but, but on days where it's nice, I'll, I'll go for a little bit longer days where I have more time, whatever. Cardio is still certainly healthy. It should be part of your training. It Cardio is not for losing fat. Cardio is for training your cardiovascular system. That is what it's for. Yes, it burns calories, but it's not. that's not its main function. Its main function is to train your cardiovascular system, so use it as such. It is certainly important, and that's why it will be in included in my training as we go along, um, but I just want to kind of adapt to it, uh, adapt to everything else first. So that's more mostly the breakdown of the training, and this is something that you can more or less follow. Like when you're in an aggressive deficit you can't train as hard you you just reasonably can't train to your max because you won't be able to recover from it 
But what you can do is if you're at less of a deficit, at a reasonable deficit, you can still train pretty hard and you should still be working on strength. That should be the most important thing that you're working on. Strength includes the ability to have some muscular endurance, to have some cardiovascular endurance, not so much hypertrophy changes unless you're like a real beginner, but focus on getting stronger, focusing on moving better. Like these are the things that you should be focusing on when you're training for fat loss. And those are the things that I'll be focusing on as well. So the, the technical aspects or the individual aspects might change or like how you structure and whatever, just based on like your previous training history, your previous training ability or your current training ability. Um, but that's, you know, where you work with a coach and, and someone to, to figure that stuff out for you so that you're kind of getting the most out of your workouts. And I'll just, you know, shameless plug there, online coaching, still, still going strong, still a thing. If you're interested, send me a message on Instagram or, or email or Twitter, or wherever, and we'll, we'll get that started. So when I say always like, to sum this up, to not train for fat loss. It's not that your training doesn't matter. Your training matters a lot. It's just not the driver of fat loss. It's the driver of your muscle tissue and the driver of other metabolic changes, but it's not the biggest driver of fat loss. So you just need to adjust your training to your diet to support your fat loss efforts, but it's not creating the fat loss itself. Now, a couple of kind of closing notes as I start to wrap this up here. On the topic of aggressive dieting, I've spoken about this before with certain guests and whatnot, and and there's a thing online, and I don't really necessarily know where it came from, but it's mainly with women and following like a 1,200 calorie a day diet, and then it doesn't work and it causes problems and like, you know, it's this whole thing. Oh my God, you can't eat 1,200 calories a day. That's the amount of calories for like a child, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Fair. I think most people shouldn't do it, first of all. Second, it not working doesn't make any physiological sense. If you were if you were eating 1200 calories, right, always you would lose weight. If that's a deficit for you to a point where you got so small that that was no longer a deficit, th- then you would stop losing weight. But if you're not super tiny, then, you know, 1200 calories a day is almost certainly def- deficit and you should be losing weight. Now, the problem with this is like you have 1,200 calories, you know, Monday to Thursday, Friday is, you know, 1,700, Saturday is 2,200, Sunday is 2,500, and then Monday is back to 1,200. And we think that we're eating 1,200 all the time, which we're not. This is this like yo-yo thing. The other thing is that, you know, we try and, or people try and diet on 1,200 calories for like months at a time. That's where the problems lie. That's where these metabolic adaptations and, and you know, people women having their menstrual cycles messed with, which is extremely bad and not healthy. That's where that happens when these last for a long time. So again, if you're going to follow like a super low calorie diet, that's okay, but do it with your eyes open and have a a short end date. It has to end soon. You can't be dieting forever. It's not a good thing to do. It's not an amount of calories you're supposed to live at. So that's, that's the nuance there is that it, it can happen. It can be fine. It doesn't have to be detrimental, but it does have negative effects and that's why it shouldn't be done for a very long time. So it has to be done with intention. It has to be done properly. It can't, it's not an amount of calories to live at. So let's just, let's just be sure of that first. The slow and steady approach to to dieting and to nutrition is still the best way for like, I'd say 99% of people aiming for roughly a pound a week of fat loss is pretty sustainable relatively simple, relatively easy to do. It works out to about a 500 calorie deficit for most people, which is, again, easy and sustainable to do if you're kind of doing it with your eyes open. And that and that's a an amount 
of deficit that is not going to cause so much detriment to your body. It won't even be that disruptive to like your day-to-day life really if you're doing it properly. So you can stay there for kind of as long as you need to until you're at your goal weight or goal fat loss. Whereas the opposite, if you're eating, you know, 1200 calories, a thousand calories, whatever super low amount it is, you just can't stay there for a long time. So that's aggressive. You know, when things happen quickly, they can't last long. When, When things happen slowly, they can last a little bit longer. So, you know, keep, keep playing that. Um, you shouldn't have any like negative or strong negative effects from dieting. Of course, it's like a whole like ordeal on your body, but if things are going wrong, your sleep is all messed up. Your mood is all messed up. Your hormone health is like all messed up and things are just not doing good. Then like something's not okay. Like that's not good. You should still be able to train hard. You still should still be able to make progress in the gym and you should, you, you should (laughs) still be healthy. So if you're having some like, you know, big negative side effects, effects and what is going on with my speech if you're having some big negative side effects you gotta you gotta stop the diet look at what you're doing and and make some adjustments and i would even say this most people shouldn't even focus on calories just eat whole foods eat real foods make healthier food choices and things will kind of regulate themselves and for most people that is going to create that deficit that we're all kind of looking for enough with the chips and and the ice cream and the cookies and all this junk cut those things out eat real food, eat whole foods like 90% of the time, and things are going to kind of regulate themselves. Now, as you get closer to the end, closer to your goal, as your, you know, your, your potential for fat loss decreases, yeah, then you're going to have to start like maybe tracking things a little bit more and being a little bit more selective with specific food choices, blah, 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 blah. That's fine. But for like the, you know, the beginning 80%, you probably don't really need to count things. If you just move your body a little bit more, you walk a little bit more, you find ways to inject more movement in your life, you eat more whole foods, fill up your plate with vegetables and protein and and quality carbohydrate sources, don't eat junk, don't eat stupid food, you're going to be most likely just fine. In the gym, train hard, always focus on performance, no matter what. Progressive overload, getting better in the gym getting stronger, getting faster, getting more explosive, whatever it is, focus on that. Don't focus on the gym for fat loss. It's going to make you have a negative relationship with the gym, and that is not good. The gym is not punishment. The gym is a place of improvement and positivity. One more note on the aggression. If you want to be aggressive, it's fine, but you have to commit 100% and have a hard end date. Being aggressive doesn't mean you go super hard Monday to Friday, and then you... You know, you fuck off on the weekend and and you pig out and like, oh, well, it averages out to whatever. Sure. But then that's not an aggressive. You're just like torturing yourself Monday to Friday and that's it. It's going to get you nowhere fast and just cause damage and like this never ending cycle of dieting. Again, the point is to not be in a diet or in a deficit for a long period of time. So if you want to be aggressive, get in, commit a hundred percent, don't fuck around, get in, get out. And that's it. If not, then that's okay. Like just do it a different way, but you know, we got to stop trying to, trying to fit a square peg in a round hole type of thing. You got to use the approach that's going to be best for you. Like being aggressive and motivated is great, but you also need to think about the long term. If you're, if, if being aggressive with a diet is ruining your relationship with food and creating like crazy food habits and bad nutritional and lifestyle habits, like that's not okay. Like the cost, the cost of losing a few pounds to to do that is not worth it. So you really got to be able to create sustainable habits. And, and although what I'm doing is is aggressive, the reason that I'm able to do that is one, I'm very much in control of what I'm doing Two, I I know the, the science and the data and the stuff behind this 
three, I've done this before or things similar to this, gone through this process. I know the data of my body, how my body reacts to certain things, what I can tolerate, what I can't tolerate. And so, you know, I know that I, that I'm able to do this and pull it off. Another, when I forget what number I'm on for, I have a, I have a great relationship with food. I feel no like emotional, real attachment to food. I don't turn to it when I'm sad. I don't like, I don't have that, you know, luckily knock on wood, whatever. And I don't, I don't view food that way. So this is not like ruining my relationship. I don't, I don't feel bad about eating, uh, about eating. I don't feel any way about the number on the scale and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's, and yeah, maybe that's like a little bit privileged to me that I kind of have that thought, but this is the truth. And so if you have those things, then this is probably not the best way to do it for you, but I don't. So it works for me to do things this way, right? dieting and doing all this stuff like it's a skill like any other and it gets better with practice but the goal overall is not to diet for forever like that would be silly i would hate to be in a diet for forever i just want to i did this so that i could do this experiment and and, you know display it and all that stuff but i don't like enjoy this i don't want to do it i'm gonna do it i'm gonna get to the maintenance and then i'm basically just gonna like stay there forever and then maybe you know before i go on vacation somewhere or have a something i might you know, lose a couple pounds here and there, but like really I'm done dieting after this basically for forever. I'll just eat a maintenance and stay there and get stronger and in the gym and that's it. And that's the way like, you know, we should all be, we should all strive to get to that point where we're just at maintenance for the rest of our life. Again, we don't want to die for forever. There's no reason. It's not fun. There's no glory in, in making this last longer than it needs to be. So I think that's the, that's the biggest thing. You gotta, you gotta find the way that works for you. Most likely it's a slow and steady approach and creating good, healthy food habits, uh, and, and healthy lifestyle habits, including your sleep and your regular exercise, your relationships with people around you, your relationships with food and the world around you and all those things. So you only know that, right? No, nobody else knows that better than you. Now, again, a coach like myself or, or like anyone else can help you through that, can, can give you some pointers in the right direction. Uh, can help you think about options of things that you may not have thought of or may not have known, help explain concepts to you and that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, it's you that got to do it. I can't be there to slap the cookies out of your hand. Like if that's a thing, well then, you know, and no, no amount of like coaching is going to help you put that, I guess maybe a certain amount of coaching will help you, will help you get that and help you understand it. But it's like, I can't be there to slap it out of your hand. Right. And here's another thing that I want to, that I want to close off with. And I don't know the right, the name of the right professional for this. So, you know, so bear with me, but a lot of people with food and, and with their relationship with food, like we know, everyone knows what healthy food is. And, and you know that I've said this, everyone knows what healthy food is, what a plate of healthy food is, what a plate of unhealthy food looks like. But for some reason, we, many of us struggle to like make the healthy option and ha- have a good relationship with food and want to fuel our body and all this stuff. So I encourage you this. I encourage you to do this. Instead of seeking out more diet information, more healthy food recipes or diet hacks or, or you know, personal trainers like me giving you diet advice and macronutrient profiles and all this stuff, instead of all that, you have enough information of that already. You already know whatever you need to know to get that stuff done. The missing part is the psychological aspect. It's a, it's a food behavior issue. Like maybe, maybe it is worth, again, I don't know the type of professional, but a behavioral psychologist uh, of some kind to work on why your behaviors are the way they are because those are the things. It's it's the inability to choose the salad instead of the cookie or the, the chicken breast over the bag of chips. That's that's the struggle that we have. It's not that we don't know that chicken and salad and steak and potatoes and stuff are healthy. We all know that. 
but we've got to make better choices. So I encourage you to like, you know, look within, look within yourself, figure out like why those are happening and like, you know, do some, some self-searching, whatever, but also seek out professionals who can like help you on that end of things, because that's going to be the thing that I think is, is the most important. It's the habit building. It's a consistency as always, um, and, and figuring out ways to make that sustainable in your life. So I'll, I'll leave you with that. Um, that's it. I'll, I'll probably do like, you know, keep updated on my Instagram. If, if you're not following me already at Daniel Yoris, just my name, and I'll be, you know, posting regularly about stuff that I'm doing, how my progress is going, blah, blah, blah. Um, on this thing. And I will do another episode on this to update it probably at the end, once it's all done and I'll kind of recap what happened, how it all went, how I felt about it, the things I would change, things I would do differently, things I liked, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and that's that. So I appreciate you. Thank you for your time. Uh, I hope you have some things to think about with this. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm always happy to help, you know, bounce ideas off me, answer questions, anything you need. I'm here for you. I uh, love to be <laughs> love to be your guy if I can be at all times. That's it. Go outside. Go be a big, good person. Uh, take your shoes off. Learn to use your feet. You know, whatever. I don't know. Do some healthy stuff. <laughs> take it easy. Leave a rating and review on the podcast if you haven't already. All those good things too. Thank you. I love you. Have a great day.